Hey, Scuttlebutt listeners, thanks again for joining us. I am Vic. Uh, no William, no Nancy today, but uh, it's all so we can make room for our very distinguished guest, Marta Sullivan. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Vic. Yeah, this is really great. Um, so we are going to dive pretty deep into modern-day Marine. Um, but before then, I just want to, for um, our non-MCA groupies, to just sort of introduce who you are um, and your uh, sort of path to the yellow footprints, how you end up coming here, just so everyone's familiar with the um, awesomeness that is Marta Sullivan. So, well, but, well, thanks. I've never had a I've never had an introduction quite like that, Vic. So thank you, you never will. Thank you. Very, <laughs> thank you very much. I don't know if I could even redo it again, um, but uh, so you uh, just retired. From yes. the Marine Corps in 2022 That's as a right. lieutenant colonel. Congratulations again, by the way. Thank you very much. I had a uh, I retired from the reserves, mm -hmm. so I'm a very proud Marine Corps reservist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after 22 years. But you did not retire from the Marine Corps spouse uh, <laughs> duties that you still have. That's right. I did not. No, I'm still married to an active duty Marine, and uh, but and actually, I'm a proud I'm a proud spouse i love being a marine yeah. corps spouse i think it's i think uh spouses you know what do they say you recruit the marine but retain the family yeah they have a tough job um and raising you know family members and oftentimes uh you know we're talking kids and pups and cats and parents and the yeah. whole you know there's a whole sh whole kit and caboodle that comes along with the marine so i think i i think you'll i i could never say too many good things about marine corps spouses it's a it's an unbelievable job uh one that i obviously as many uh, took for granted uh my wife and i got married a little later even though we've known each other about since like 1995 we didn't get married until 2013 I just slow rolled her um <laughs> but i spent a good part of my uh you know sort of unencumbered un 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 with the worry of um, family. And I didn't really appreciate it until I started, you know, had a family and then was deploying like, oh, this is real. Like when I was just, it was just Vic Rubel out there, like I'll take point on patrol. It's not a big deal, dude. No, no big deal. DFL, EFL, easy day. Uh, but yeah, once it's like started, it was real. And then to then get her feedback on like, yeah, when you're gone, it really sucks. <laughs> well, it 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 does, of course, but it but it's different. And I think that you find I think the biggest challenge that Marine Corps spouses have is that we're we're asked to lead. And I don't, you know, I know this isn't a Marine Corps spouse podcast, but we should no, do we one. No, that's just, that's we should do one. Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest challenge Marine Corps spouses face is to. Um, is they almost lead two different types of lives. One where, you know, we're not single parents and we mm -hmm. never call ourselves single parents because that in and of itself is a completely different challenge. But when we solo parent, you know, so yeah. we, we solo parent and then we have, you know, then we come back into our partnership. And the thing is, the thing that's ironic is that we find this way, we find the strength and courage to do it on our own. And then we have our Marine come back and we... <laughs> That is the hardest part. Sure. You know, because we, we realize, oh, well. Yeah, you have to inject them back into right. the, or inject he or she back into the into the mix that you've found 
a rhythm in. Right. You know, I can do it by myself. I did it for my by myself for six months. I had a baby, you know, not by myself. I had my friends with me, but without my without my husband. Right. So we can do it. And uh, and oftentimes it's easier because I don't have anybody else's opinion. To yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah, consider. yeah. Uh-huh. And then they come home and have the audacity to want to have <laughs> input into the <laughs> into the family again. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So. I can only imagine. Um, and also too, I think, uh, and I, I definitely only speak for myself because I I don't can't speak for others. But there is a definitely a sense of uh, you know time sort of froze for you guys while we were gone. And so I'm just going to fall right back in on whatever it was when I left. That's right. That's right. But but meanwhile, you know, we've back home, the children have have hit milestones. Maybe I got a new job. Mm-hmm. Maybe my yeah, so things it's it's definitely it's definitely unique. And in fact, you know, uh one of the things I hope we can talk about later on at Modern Day Marine is spouse employment. But other than employment, um it's tricky because we will make decisions uh, based based on the current situation, but but you're you're ahead. You know, the, our Marines are forward or deployed, and and it's just a it's an interesting interaction. Yeah. Kind of well, I, and I can imagine, especially for someone who uh, like such as yourself has, has a prof- also professional aspirations like that can't be discounted. Um, to not necessarily be able to invest fully into that sort of that path, you know, like, you know, the whole like climb the, you know, climb the tonal pole, nose to the grindstone, but you could be leaving in three years. You could be leaving sooner than three years. Um, I, I know my wife's an attorney and um, many of her uh, colleagues who were spouses of people in the military, they were like barred in like, 30 states or something <laughs> just so they could hold on to I like I don't know where I'm going to be and they were fantastic attorneys but they were always associate level because I'm could be leaving soon I can't go get on the partner track um, and I just have to like maintain all these bar dues because I never know when I'm gonna end up back in Louisiana or California or Chicago and you know and yeah a good friend of mine's an attorney and uh, what I think it does is it forces you to uh, look at alternative pathways to the same goal. Mm-hmm, you know, she mm-hmm. is, she's actually, and she'll be on our panel at our spouse's employment panel at modern day Marine. But, you know, she talks about becoming uh, a partner in a law firm. She's a partner now, finally. Um, and she actually went to law school with, uh, while her husband was a Lieutenant, but it, she just needed to take a different path, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and same, same with me in terms of getting back into the workforce. I've, I did active duty, and I thought I would do active duty until I retired, but I realized there was another path for me in the Marine Corps. Yeah. I just had to adjust a little bit to accommodate for my family. Um, and it, and you have to make tough choices. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, but so hats off to military spouses. Absolutely. No, that, I mean, we think we definitely – well, it'll be interesting, too. I think we've been beta testing, uh, bring, taking the show on the road, so maybe that's something that we could help – participate in is that spouse uh, military spouses panel we would uh, love there that modern day that would be really cool um but let's rewind a little bit so you'd mentioned you um uh you know with all, i'll just do act I'll, I'll retire but i'll do it all on active duty uh what brought you so we had we talked a little bit as we were sound testing um that the marine corps wasn't sort of an automatic for you <laughs> no surprisingly no uh well 
interestingly enough, I grew up in Stafford. I mean, I spent a small portion of my life uh, in New Mexico, and then my mining, um, mining and engineering brought my parents out to the East Coast for, you know, the sand and gravel operations on the East Coast. And we wound up in Stafford County, Virginia, back in 1988. So the Marines on the uh, Marines listening will know that like 610 was the two-lane road with nothing but an Ames Kentucky Fried yeah. Chicken and <laughs> some cows. Uh, but I had no idea what the Marine Corps was. I really, ha I paid no attention to the military. I have, of you know, like many Americans, grandparents that served in World War II or, or you know, Vietnam, but really no strong connection to the military. Um, and it wasn't until I was at the University of Virginia studying philosophy, wanting to go to law school, um, that I found some some strange people in a classroom <laughs> that seemed like they were my people. I I uh, accidentally took a naval ROTC class, and those people were my people. I said, "These people are great. What what are you doing? And <laughs> where are you going after school?" Yeah, didn't you say that the uh, the Navy captain's like, "Hey, you don't have to be here." <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right no i um i was i i realized i wanted to be a lawyer and um speaking of law and but i needed a couple of gpa boosters so i found you know flipped through the course catalog back in the day it was hard copy and i saw something about naval leadership and history da, da, da. and i thought well that's interesting i've always loved leadership um I'll give it a I'll give it a shot. I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. I just showed up to class because again back then no internet, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We couldn't compare classes, um, see who the professor was, and get all this scoop ahead of time. So I just showed up, and there's a bunch of college kids in uniform, uh, you know, totally blown away. And then we were gonna learn how to do this. Um, newfangled presentation style called PowerPoint. Yeah, cutting edge <laughs> stuff. But he did. He looked at me and said, you don't have to be here. And, I, and he said, but you're welcome to stay. So I did. And I had a great time. And I really felt uh, for the first time, and that was my third year, for the first time, um, I felt a connection to my peers. And I, I thought, this is great. I want to do what they're doing. And then just asking, or, and I knew I wanted to serve. I mean, yeah. I, so whether it was in law, giving back, or doing the Peace Corps, or do, doing something for the community, I knew I wanted to give back. But anyhow, um, then the real the real crazies were the people waking up in the early morning hours, PTing, and I thought, no, this is cool. And those yeah. were the Marines. Marine options, yeah. So I came back to Quantico to go to Officer Candidate School. Yeah, just down, the, uh, just up the street. Just up the street. Yeah, which is so ironic, too, that it was a PowerPoint class, because other than learning how to fire a rifle, there's probably no skill more used in the military <laughs> than PowerPoint. <laughs> it's communication, communication, yeah. communicate your ideas. So but that was great. And I, so that's it. That's how I wound up as a, I called my OSO after that. I said, I want more of this. I went to Officer Canada School. I know it sounds crazy, but I loved it. it was Were you a direct commission or a PLC? PLC. Okay. So I did 10 weeks, and the idea was um, that I'd come back, sign up for PLC mm -hmm. law, or, d you know, sign the law contract. But I really did have an incredible – it was – I nobody really believes me, but I loved OCS. Um, hanging out with the ROTC kids prepared me in ways that other PLCers yeah. probably didn't have the, op you know, the the availability to and or the option to. And um, so I was ready. The, you know, I, some of my best friends today are the ones that – that got me ready, you know, uh, Tom Sieverts and Leslie Mintz. They're all captains and colonels now. And um, 
I was ready and I had a great time and I thought, no, I don't want to, I don't want to wait another four years to do this at the basic school. Let's go now. And that's yeah. it. So I became a Marine logistician. That's so cool. So very cool. And then, um, we, when we had talked a little bit too, how interesting that is to sort of be in that, uh, military culture and community, but be kind of on the outside looking in, you know, we, for myself, having grown up in San Clemente, it was sort of the same thing. It's like the only thing I really knew about Marines is they dressed horribly and they got in the way at the beach and they were always drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, that sums it up. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and so to sort of end up there, uh, same thing. So, um, you uh, go, uh, you're a Marine logistician. Uh, you did eight eight years active duty. Is That's that correct? right. Yeah, we. Um, so I did. Yeah, my. In, in fact, we were talking about the the good old days on the Mew, right? Yeah. Why, why you joined? And actually, in logistics school, they came and said, "We need one of you to go out on the on the twenty second Mew. It leaves, you know, in three or four months mm -hmm. or whatever." Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was like, "What's a Mew?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Like, totally, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, so, but I raised my hand because, like, we were, you know, earlier I had no family. I wasn't, I wasn't really tied down to anything. I had everything I had fit in my Ford Explorer, so I raised mm. my hand. And uh, I, I, I mean, I had a great time in Lejeune. We, I went on um, th my first MU deployment to the Mediterranean. That was pre-9-11, so. Red floats, yeah. yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then i did a couple of exercises and then of course 9 11 happened and and we went over to uh kuwait and iraq in 2003. yeah but after that i got married and and came to quantico and because uh, um your husband's sbc wasn't he at tbs is he uh i so when we moved back i came to the basic school okay he wasn't he was at the basic school during his captain he's he's got about six years of course, I, like yeah, I, I want to say that. he was either an SBC in my company. Or he was he was on deck uh, at the time when I was the second lieutenant going. Through. When did you go through? Uh, I went through in. Uh, we see we were Arctic Alpha ninety nine, but we got there. I think it was in November, right after Thanksgiving of ninety eight. Of ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. So right. So he would have been there, um, and then I came in Echo ninety. Okay. Okay. So Very right, cool. Right on the hill. Yeah. So yeah, but we. Anyways, I'm at the basic school as an instructor there, and he's at uh, then McSittick, which okay. no longer exists. Um, and we started having kids, and it was it was a, something that we just decided together that you know he he'd stay in, and I would go to the reserves. And yeah, it was a it's been a great fit ever since. So cool, very cool. Um, so uh, we talked about the med float, and and what what are some of your impressions now looking back? Again, you we, you know we both of us sort of end up we we leave the core, but yet we're still on the periphery. You know, so, so what are some of your impressions like looking back on your your time? Well, I'm grateful we didn't have social media. Oh my God, it's so true. I mean, uh, so you know, you know, I'm grateful for the time we had. You know, the it was a true med float where where we you know you see the world join the marines you know uh you nothing to do other than get to know people like them or love them or hate them or love them you gotta i mean you're you know especially for officers i mean it's not nearly like the troops but i mean you know you're at least probably four six officers to uh ward room uh yeah you gotta 
You either read a lot or get to know people and learn how to play spades. That's right. We played a lot of cards. We played a lot of cards. But we were actually, this is a funny story. Um, my my roommate had to go home. And so, and it was me and her. We were the last females on this all-male LPD. So, And we had a four-man stateroom because, you know, staterooms yeah. are, are small, but there was only two of us, so they gave us a four-man. But when she went home... I went into a two-man stateroom to make room for cross-deckers and mm. stuff like that. So I was in this two-man stateroom. But then I got a roommate, so who's my best friend to this day. Uh, <laughs> we shared a two-man stateroom, just her and I as the only females on this all-male LPD. And it was, it was I mean, the funny stories we tell <laughs> of, of transit, like, Transiting through the the passageways to the gym and yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, finally some female sailors jo- some shipmates joined us but it was it was interesting times for sure yeah yeah um, yeah it's it's so it's funny that you mentioned like you guys are best friends now I m- my wife and I was sometimes like bore her with some of my sea stories like man I hated that MF. And then I'll have all of these great stories. She's like, "Are you sure?" You're <laughs> like, "Well, I mean, he sucks, but we had a good time." Well, um, we and like you said, you you get to know him. We were on the Nashville, the USS Nashville, and it was a uh, small LPD. So uh, it was a small wardroom. We all got to know each other, uh, playing pranks and and. But it was it was quote unquote peacetime, right? Yeah. Uh, the USS Cole had happened, so. Um, so we were a little bit cautious moving in and out of ports, but. Really, we were enjoying a peacetime Mediterranean float and yeah, I mean, that grateful. Was Clinton era. I mean, yeah, it, like we sort of talked about, like if you got a neo, you were like hard as woodpecker lips. Like <laughs> this guy, this person is knows what they're talking about. Yeah, you because know? <laughs> I g- got off ship for a week and like <laughs> drove rice to like some distribution point. <laughs> right. That, well, that was the time of the three block war, mm-hmm. and we were big on uh, on. Uh, well, and we were in the then the MSSG, and we thought, you know, we're going to execute this neo. Yeah, well, I mean everything too. Was every every neo or humanitarian assistance thing could be the next battle of Mogadishu, right? So you just never know. Yeah, I had a uh, one of my. Uh, he was a few years above me, and then he had broken time, so we sort of ended up a little bit as peers, but he had way more experience. But he did Bosnia and for Amtracker. Like oh, Terry Possenbach, man, watch out. You I know, know Terry. I, well, I, I know his wife. Okay, yeah, Terry's awesome. Um, anyways, so uh, one of the things I do want to talk about, uh, and uh, one of the things that we focus on through the professional development um, portfolio of the Marine Corps Association is um, transitioning. And it sounds like you've you're well accustomed to transition. I don't think any of us are experts, but you've seen it done it um so again like sort of looking back what worked for you um is there any advice you have for our listeners who maybe are about to embark on this like massive transition or air in it and going oh man this is just like they said this sucks or this is awesome you know like or, you know whatever well you, your thoughts yeah that's a great question vic so one of the toughest transitions i had to make was going from uh let's see where was i um well, I was still I was still a reservist. Uh, While well, I was still an instructor at the basic school, albeit uh, on the reserve side, they have an IMA there. And then I transitioned to become it was a volunteer position, but it was the president of the PTO. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there's a let me so that's but I tell you this story because it's a it's a great transition story. 
um, I was surprised to hear when one of my uh, when one of my colleagues, one of my fellow um, board members, called me. Um, was it? I think it was caustic, or it could have been harsh. One of it was it w it was not a <laughs> it was not a compliment. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, but what I realized is that you know, it was then very it, you could not have gone from two completely distinct and opposite right. communities. You know. And that's when I realized that we have our own language, we have our own communication style, we mm -hmm. have our own planning process, we have, we really, and it doesn't always translate to the mm. outside. And so the best thing that I could do was stop and appreciate another culture mm. because you were you're it, 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 that's exactly yeah. what it felt like it, going from the Marine Corps culture to a PTO PTA. Um, volunteer culture is very very different i no longer could just make people do things right um well I'm, and i'm sure too like one of the things i've found uh with marines and i didn't really even realize this until i was around other former marines that even though we're all sort of like very uh goal oriented or like end state like moving forward because we're all doing it at the same time there's no friction it's just like who's got the great idea and who's ready to execute. Let's we'll, we'll all do that, and then I'll find my way through that. With non-veterans, I found that there's a real reluctance to sort of step up. Like even people who are in the good ideas machine, that's what they do. They do the good ideas part. <laughs> like now, let's who's going to do this? And then the crickets, you know. Yeah. No, that's true. It, it is. We do a very good job inculcating. Uh, the force with e all of these I our, our ideals in our culture this can do let's teamwork I, I've really not seen it since the same level of teamwork as when you're with a group of Marines that just have a common goal or common yeah. end state or someone that I could say uh, we're also very flexible mm -hmm. you know it doesn't it doesn't matter how we get to point B right you know if we have to zig and zag that's yeah. fine. Yeah, th we had a plan, but that's just to get us over the line of departure. That's right, and it's going to change. Yeah. That's an uncomfortable feeling for a lot of folks, mm -hmm. um, and it's not a wrong feeling. Like I, It's just an uncomfortable, different feeling, right. and I think. So that some so when you transition, when you get out of – when you move from one culture to another, having that appreciation and not not being judgmental yeah, you yeah. Know, and really trying to understand a different culture, I think is really important to being a successful leader on the outside. That's such great advice. I think too, is, you know, I think for a lot of Marines, younger Marines who are going to, you know, use their GI bill or go get education outside of, you know, MESEP or the military type programs. I think that culture thing is a shock as well because they figure I'm going to go to school. It's going to be very structured and regimented, uh, and everyone's going to be very uh, ambitious, just like there were in the Marine Corps. And then come to find that, like, yeah, it's kind of a holding pattern for a lot of folks, you know, as yeah. they try to figure out their way. And a lot of professors aren't cracking the whip either anymore. And, you know, whether you show up or don't show up, turn your stuff, don't. I mean, as long as you're paying tuition, no one really cares what you're doing. I think that's a sh – so it is that culture. It's a culture, yeah. sure. And I think the other thing I'd say is figuring out um, – what you know what luggage or baggage you from the marine corps you want to take with you some of it's very very good mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know some of it's what's going to yeah, don't set dump you the pack completely yeah, don't yeah. dump the pack yeah kind of sift through it 
and figure out, okay, I'm going to take this, this, and this, but I'm going to maybe put this on the back burner. Like nobody on the outside knows what a meritorious service medal is. <laughs> right. And nobody cares. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so maybe you don't need to mention that or put it in your bio or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, but, but those attributes or those uh, accomplishments that got you that recognition, how can that now service this new sector yeah. you're working in? Great. Um, so. And then how about as a spouse? Obviously, you were dealing with transition even when you weren't dealing with transition. Yeah. So this was I was going to mention this earlier, too. My friend and I were going through um, going through her timeline because she said this will be the first summer in, I think, 12 years where she hasn't had a major life event happening, meaning PCS, mm -hmm. job change, child graduate, grandchild, death of the family. Like, so I think the thing about military spouses is we're always transitioning and military family members. I'm going to just sure the whole, yeah, yeah. we're always transitioning. And, you know, they say, Oh, the stressors, you know, new job moving the, the, the big stressors, they're happening all the time. So my advice to spouses is to be uh, kind to yourself and oh. cut yourself a break. Yeah, yeah. How about as you're staring down the barrel of, so for yourself, um, you know, at some point your husband's going to have to hang it up, right? So are you guys, like, where are you going? That's to right. At some point, the <laughs> yeah. Marine Corps will end for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like, what is that? Like, as you're looking on that, you know, I don't know how distant the horizon that is, but it, it's there, right? Oh, sure. You never <laughs> and you never know when it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Next week? <laughs> I hope not next week because I still have college to pay for. But um, <laughs> no, I think uh, so back to the transitioning with your spouse. One thing I, I would I would encourage military spouses to do is to always keep an eye on the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I volunteered. I was, I did part-time work for a lot of time, you know, sure I was in the reserves and I came in and out, but kind of keeping your eye on the, keeping your eye open mm -hmm. just, and being open to opportunities. Um, my, you know, the opportunity here, I was not, if you had asked me a year ago, I would not have said I would be working full time again on a project like Modern Day Marine. Yeah. I would have thought I was at home with, you know, finishing up with the getting the last of the kids out of the house um, uh, after having retired from the reserves. So I think military spouses uh, keep it should keep open to opportunity and then also know their worth. I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, the countless seminars we coordinate and the volunteer projects we run and the and the volunteer management we do there's a lot of hard skills there you know databases and phone call i mean marketing and social media i mean all of it yeah. translates somehow to the private sector and you know they can they can transition they can do it there's something there for them when they're ready yeah um when they want to transition and so that's what i think my husband and i are hoping to do is um well who knows what uh you know what his future is gonna you know when when he'll have to hang it up but hopefully i'll still be able to work with the marine corps association yeah yeah absolutely i think that's uh, the patience and grace aspect of it is is so uh, it, it seems so intuitive but it's really hard to do oh for sure i i mean especially back to the thank god we didn't have social media um you know, there's these artificial timelines on everyone, mm. you know, you go to high school, go to college or go to high school, enlist. I mean, you know, the timeline isn't isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and especially nowadays when when you can change careers and move back and forth and there's so many different opportunities, remote work, um, telework. 
you don't have to be on any timeline. Right. You know, you can if you want to go back and get your JD at forty, go back and get your you mm -hmm. know go get go get your JD. Yeah, yeah. Just stay open and patient and do what you want to do. Yeah, that's so <laughs> cool. Well, it's a, that's a great segue though as we talk about um, making your transition to Marine Corps Association. So your uh, official title here is Director of Engagement and Outreach. And you have, over the past, oh, God, year plus now, been working on Modern Day Marine, amongst many other things. So you talk a little bit about that transition. Like, what's it been like here at the Marine Corps Association for you? Well, it's only been 10 months. Oh, has it? <laughs> yeah, I haven't even made it a year my yet. God. So. You know, the other day I was talking to my wife. and like, man, three years. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's only been two. I don't know. <laughs> But it's not, Are you it's, saying that time here? Seems I'm going to say for our listeners, it's because it's so awesome. That's right. It's not because <laughs> time moves slowly. That's right. That's right. Which and that's that's legitimate. This is this this job has been a blessing. Um, but yeah, I I just you hit the ground running, so it just feels like maybe that's why. It's, yeah, no, in many ways it feels like I've been here a long time because of it, well, first of all, it's an amazing place to work. Um, I will be completely honest and say growing up in the Marine Corps, I really, I was familiar with the Marine Corps Gazette and I was familiar with the Leatherneck uh, magazine, but I really had no, yeah. um, no, f I, and I know, <laughs> and I knew I had to join the Marine Corps Association along with the club right? and I, and I had to give to Navy Marine Corps <laughs> Relief Society. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had all of these things that we were expected to do, but I, I didn't really fully understand and, f and it has evolved, right? The association has grown since then, since we were lieutenants. But when uh, Lieutenant General Schrode asked, asked me to come and um, be on the staff and work on Modern Day Marine, I really wasn't sure what I would be getting into. But then in the first couple of days and weeks, I was uh, just blown away with gratitude because it's such a great place to work. And what a neat way to stay connected. You're still yeah. serving Marines. And that's what I love about it. I still get to be with Marines on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and I... I still get to serve. Yeah. And I love our mission. I love what we do. Um, I don't think uh, enough people know what we do. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very underutilized, but it's really, really good stuff. Oh, podcast, yeah. Podcast. podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. The scuttlebutt podcast. Um, no, but all joking aside, there's some phenomenal resources uh, for our Marines and, uh, it's been a it's been a great privilege to be able to come on the staff and work this. And Modern Day Marine's been uh, it's been a heck of a learning curve, but sure. it's been a lot of fun. Because it's not to be colloquial. It's not your granddad's <laughs> Modern Day Marine. You know, when, back when you know when I was at uh, when it was McCedic, I was at CDNI. The big deal was oh, Modern Day Marine. You would just drive down the street and it was like just a bunch of you know MTVRs and MRAPs in the parking lot. <laughs> Well, yeah, and you got your free stress ball, and yeah, yeah, you can walk around get some bag. swag yeah, if you, yeah, if you, if you play your cards right, get there early enough. You get there early enough, join a couple push-up contests, yeah, yeah, pull-up yeah. contests. <laughs> I won a Camelback uh, when Modern Day Marine went down to Lejeune. I did some push-ups, and they gave me yeah. Camel. I mean, it was great. You get some free socks. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good way to like, I'm going to recon Modern Day Marines. I said, get out of the office for an hour. <laughs> um, but it, we're not doing that anymore. We're not. We're doing so much more. We're doing so much more, and it's great. A couple of years ago, uh, they did an, an operational planning team really looking, taking a look at the focus of Modern Day Marine and its purpose. And, uh, you know, that's when the Commandant really, uh, put, you know, proposed this idea that 
we could look at moving it to a different location and who was our who was our real audience here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then that's when the opportunity to move it to the walter a washington convention center in washington dc just a few blocks away from you know the congressional staff buildings um was came yeah. to fruition and, and i mean that that's nothing to sneeze at that building is amazing oh it's great yeah it's great it's where uh m other sister services hold their conferences there hold their expos there and just what a neat opportunity to take a look at modern day marine and grow it and have you know the it was great it was great at on the field uh you know the the i know there's an official name for the field but the major dad um, <laughs> the major dad building in the field um but there was also it's limited it was mm -hmm. limited space and also access was becoming yeah. challenging sure. and so uh the move to dc has just been great and it's given modern day marine a future uh of growth yeah so we're excited to see it move there yeah it is exciting and when, so what um what was some of the things we, we talked a little bit about the spouse uh, spouses panel uh what other things would you like folks to know that's like coming down the pike this year well what's really interesting is the marine corps association's uh focus on modern day marine you know modern day marine is a is, is an expo partnership with industry uh and acquisitions and it's really about experimentation acquisitions um, and our partnership with industry but at the same time the marine corps association came in uh woody would know the exact date i think it was six or seven seven years ago for the intellectual component adding a symposia mm. aspect to it and uh, so there's an intellectual component we've got um, a main briefing center where we'll have three briefs a day from our t our top leaders uh in the marine corps talking about the future of the marine corps where we're headed in aviation and ground and logistics manpower talent management training and education the state yeah. of the corps so we'll hear from almost all of our deputy commandants and our commandant and our assistant commandant about where the Marine Corps is headed. So that's exciting. Yeah, I think that's very. all in one place, all in one place. And then also uh, additionally in the Marine zone, we have a Marine stage where we'll get the granular discussion, discussions about emerging technologies. Uh, the Marine Corps Warfighting Lab's been yes. a fantastic partner uh, and they're gonna come out and talk about all of their ongoing projects and where they're headed and what they're working with. And so that'll be on the Marine stage. So we still have those, those components, but we've grown them. So just, yeah. so three a day on the main briefing center and then several a day, including presentations from industry on the Marine stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's so cool. Um, especially as we look at, uh, you know, where, what we're trying to leverage through force design 2030, obviously everyone, is focused on the cool gear that's going to come out of it, the innovation that's going to make this idea of stand-in forces uh, plausible, but the leveraging of our intellect as being that thing that's going to the differentiator between us and our, our peer adversaries. Um, so for us to be really cultivating that and bringing that to the fore, because I think I saw you've got uh, actually a wargaming piece oh, of this that's thing right. and yeah so to ha and like mcu war fighting labs going to be involved folks like talking and engaging in discussion about this stuff not just like hey we're going to throw a bunch of equipment at this at this problem that's right no 100 percent. and the commandant's always been clear about that that yeah. our, you know nothing our number one asset is still the marine and the brain of the marine mm -hmm. you know and so in it in that and then I'm, I'm glad you brought that up we are having our inaugural run at the at Wargaming um, 
it's called obje- we're having a wargaming convention inside the expo. So, so uh, cool. Colonel Tim Barrick is uh, is incredible. He's, yeah. he's a mastermind. Really? He's been on. He's, he's been, been on the show. show. He's, he's been, been on, on it. That's friend right. of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of Scuttlebutt. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's done a phenomenal job putting together uh, Objective One wargaming at Modern Day Marine, and we'll have tabletop tabletop games, cloud-based games. Uh, folks can come up and you know they can spend the day gaming and making decisions uh, and then additionally they're going to have the different um, reps and um, um, industry partners there that support yeah the software or the or the games um, themselves so mm-hmm. it's going to be really exciting that's an, a great new component to the expo this year and we hope that it continues for years to come yeah so what was it like then like you you come in your um like sort of you mentioned you had some OPTs, but I mean, within ten months, that's a, it's a quick turnaround. Like, what was that? What was that like? Like, I mean, I, I know we sort of joked about you hitting the round running, but I mean, it really kind of was, right? Like, well, <laughs> it's funny. Fortunately, I mean, uh, Chris Woodbridge, you know, editor, uh, editor of the Gazette, editor, editor ex- extraordinaire, editor, editor extraordinaire, <laughs> and editor soon to be uh, the editor in chief of both magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has been doing his his. Uh, project has been Modern Day Marine. He's been the lead planner on that, and he's just on. He's incredible. He's a great, he's a great mentor, a great friend, and he really laid the foundation with our teammates of the Marine Corps League and um, Emerald, who is our event production team, basically the mm-hmm. ones that do the contracting and the logistics and the sh- and the show, um, the uh, the show production. So they really they they're the ones that that laid the foundation for this, and all all we had to do was continue to layer on additional ass you know have a we we kind of have a five-year plan you know we see where we want to go with the show and we take what's successful keep that and of course the historical mainstays of the show and then we add on where we think yeah uh where the what the needs of the marine corps spouse employment it's an important topic yeah. so let's mm-hmm. let's try and exercise in that space decision making let's try and see if we can add some things there yeah. but so i'll tell i'll tell you some days i felt that man this is great. It's, I'm killing it. And, <laughs> and then some days I was, wait, what does that acronym stand for again? Because <laughs> yeah. I have been out of the game. Oh, you know? God. And they've ch- they've changed. It's like, that used to mean this. Now it means that. Like, what yep. is happening? So, some, you know, some days it's it's awesome. And some days I, you yeah. know. Oh, God, we don't call it that anymore. Like, <gasps> <laughs> am I still allowed back in? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, this is so exciting. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and sort of talk. So the dates are 27 through 29? That's right, 27 through 29 June yep. at the Walter E. Washington Convention Center. And what I'd say is that one of the things, if I could, the, is just that changing the, hey, you can just show up at the at the base and uh, get your boots muddy and, and traipse around the tents to it, you have to – we we need everybody to register for security reasons. Because mm-hmm. We're at the convention center. You have to do a, a route reconnaissance and yep. figure out where you're going to park. It's of course um, registration and entry is free for uh, free for service members, active duty service members, and and family members. Yeah. So, um, but it does take a, it's a little bit different. So we're trying to get Marines to retrain. Uh, retrain yeah. their minds and the way they think. Um, transportation is available to units. So if if there's a unit out there that wants to come as a unit, we can provide that transportation. They just need to get in touch with me. Yeah. Um, and then for folks that are already in the NCR 
you can metro it, right? Oh, it's pretty easy get around for that. Yeah, that's we and we do recommend take the metro. The stops right there at the convention center. That's a easy day if you're already in the NCR area. For yeah, sure. awesome. Yeah. Um, well, where can we find more information? We have a really phenomenal website, right? We do. <laughs> we have it. Thank you. Uh, for sure. Modern Day Marine has their own website with a detailed schedule. Everything you need to know. Uh, lodging information if you're coming in from out of town. How to register for the, for the expo itself and then for the individual events. We have, uh, like you were mentioning, just some incredible opportunities to hear leadership speakers, uh, to attend awards brunch, uh, luncheons, to go to the spouse employment brunch panel. Uh, lots of different opportunities. That's all on the website, as well as a detailed schedule of day-to-day -day so cool. what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so just visit And there's even some stuff for after, right? I think you'd, uh, there's a link for the evening parade at Iwo Jima Memorial too, that's right? That's right. Uh, this year we had a really neat opportunity to take advantage of um, a summertime convention, a summertime expo, and watch, watch an evening parade at the, at the War Memorial. So that's, yep, you can sign yeah. up for that too. We'll, we'll take you from the expo to the parade and back. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, my son's birthday is coming up and uh, it's it falls on a weekday, uh, actually on, on a Tuesday. And so we're going to go do the evening parade for oh, his that's birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Do a sure thing, so. Give him some ice cream too. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Marta, this is so great. Uh, thank you again for taking the time to uh, talk to us through and your amazing career as well. This is oh. a lot of fun. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so, yeah, uh, check out our website. It, uh, it's at uh, uh, mca-marines.org backslash modern-day marine, correct? You got it. Yeah. And then where can we find you? LinkedIn? Uh, Link LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over the place. Marta Sullivan. Yeah. And um, and also on the on the website. My okay. <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, thank you again. Thank you. I will. Uh, now you're on the second deck, so maybe I won't see you quite as often, but I'll see you around. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank Thanks you for, for taking me. the time. Super fun. Bye, everyone. Scuttlebutt is a production of the Marine Corps Association. I am William Truding, but you've also heard the voices or contributions of Vic Rubel, USMC retired, Andrew Lichman, or Ty Frazier. The opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect the official stance of the Marine Corps, DOD, or Marine Corps Association.